0: It's training camp 2023. Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Presents The Drive.
1: Yeah, da, 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 da. C-Mac. It's Orlando. It's KJ. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, what was Cecil yelling at people about? I'm looking at the Ramoslaw.com text line and it's like, why does Cecil just yell at people the whole time? What? what he goes, uh. Yeah, we know most people are stupid. Hey Mac, you know when you're like you're sitting
2: there and you just want to be right. You want to be right, and and who me? You know, no, I'm just talking about just people in general. And when you're right, you got to let people know that you were right. That's what my dog Cecil's doing right now. All he's right. letting people know that I that that he, he was, was right. right. Oh,
1: he's right. He was okay. right from the get go. Just relax. Russell's gonna be fine. Does he have his own island? Oh, where, where he supposedly tells everybody he was right too.
2: Hey, maybe. I mean, he was. He did get that exclusive with
1: PS2. He did get you that. lamy yeah. Island might be in the making right now. Well, I just heard Mark Slareth uh, t- talking about "I Told You So" Island, where uh, he was speculating what it was like to be me because I'm always wrong about everything. I, I heard that, so I'm just, I'm just wondering uh, who's getting yelled at here. Hmm. So, KJ, seriously, was he? Uh, just, I'm just doing a heat check on C's. Like, yeah, I'll hit the nail on the head he's, about Russ. About Russ, Russ? In, re- in regards to why Russ is starting to have success right now compared to why he wasn't having success early on. Does it have to do with Justin Simmons that playing? am playing? a little bit, but it was
2: more about understanding what Sean Payton wants to be executed. That was his oh, wow. argument. Hold on, man, because I heard you and Chad talking about this, and I'm, I'm I I, I got to put this narrative to bed. So just because Justin Simmons is not out there, you think that that just gives the offense such a upper hand. You know if Justin Simmons is out there, he has a specific assignment on each and every play. All mm. right, Russell Wilson mm. has five options on each passing play. So if Justin Simmons takes away one person, there's still four other
1: options. Well, what what I'll just uh, what impact do you think Justin Simmons' absence has had? Is that a lot? Nothing? I think a little it, bit. I,
2: I think it's had an impact in the sense of Man, when these guys get into open field, the the, the the yards after the catch. Like, I watched Jerry Judy make DeMar Matthews look stupid today. Just absolutely fall down in the middle of space. Because that was fun. He did not. Like, like the pursuit angles are off for some of these younger players mm. who have not played a ton of football. Mm-hmm. Now, just PS2 go out there and lock down one player, the person that he's guarding? Absolutely. just Is Justin Simmons going to do that as well? Absolutely. But... What I've been impressed with is Russell Wilson being able to work his high-low effect. Where, okay, you know what? I can throw this ball deep right now because I have the safety's eyes. I've caught the safety looking um, in the backfield or looking at the lower defender. Or I can't do this right now because the safety does have better leverage. So let me go to the underneath route.
1: Uh, Russell Wilson clearly had his, I think, his best day of training camp today. I, I thought, you know, and he's had really, really good days. Uh, in general and today was real, uh, today was like wow, okay, cool. Like it was cool to see that from Russ today. Period. The end. Now, listen, a lot of things are, you know, uh, fractions of inches make the difference. So there's one play in particular to Cortland Sutton when they were going team down the right sideline that I'm almost I'd be shocked if the play wasn't Sertan keeps him for a while then passes him off to PJ Locke, the safety. And, I mean, it was a great throw, great catch by Cortland. But I was watching the body language between Sertan and P.J. Locke, and I was like, yeah, I think uh, you could just tell, you know, from Sertan, it was like pointing to Locke like, hey, yeah. you know, what's up here? You know, uh, maybe you can even help us out with a typical sort of coverage, what yeah, Sertan so might have been saying.
2: Yeah, what you're talking about right there is like more like a, a carrot coverage, right? So say you're in some type of zone, and for – <laughs> Everybody understands cover two. Two safeties high. The corners are going to kind of be to the sideline. They, they might line up a little bit off, but they have probably about a 20-yard window from the line of scrimmage to 20 yards back behind them. It's a corner. You're going to carry anybody out there. Now, a guy like PS2 that's played with a Justin Simmons, mm. that might be like, hey, once that guy gets to like 17 I'm coming off of this, and I'm, I'm going to scream down the hill. If you have Justin Simmons back there and PS2s, are, they, they've already worked out the kinks. Mm-hmm. Justin understands that, hey, this guy's getting into 17 yards. Now he's my guy because PS2 wants to play more aggressive here on the underneath routes, Mm -hmm. Where a guy like P.J. Locke probably doesn't understand that, and now they're looking at each other because there was a completion. You get PS2 firing because that receiver got to 17 yards, and PS2's coming downhill to go get a running back or go get a crossing route that's in front of his face. Now expecting the safety to be a little bit more aggressive on that receiver to that side.
1: That is a very specific example, isn't it? Yeah. So let me ask you. The answer? I don't know what the answer is. I'm asking you. If Simmons is there and PS2 and Simmons communicate like they, they have, what happens on that play? I don't know. There could be
2: – is Russell Wilson perfect on that play?
1: It was a darn good pass. I mean, it was right on target. It was right there.
2: Okay, so it could be a completion or it could be a contested ball mm. in a situation. It's a game of interest, just like you said. Yeah. Right? So, um, but – It would have
1: been, been more contested. Yeah. One you, way or the other. Exactly.
2: Okay. So, when you look at a Justin Simmons looking at P.J. Locke – or, no, a PS2 looking at P.J. Locke, it's like, come on, like – I expected a more contested ball right there because yeah. you should know that I'm firing. I'm triggering. I'm going downhill right
1: now for the crossing defender. There might be another issue, too. What's that? Corlin son. <laughs> when did he become DK Metcalf? Mm. Mm. Just turn back the
2: hands of time, Just huh? Turn back the hands of time. I mean, he's drinking mean, from the fountain of youth out
1: there. My goodness gracious. He looks good. Oh, my God! He looks great. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. I've, I've stood in front of... Um, sudden a bunch of times, but like, I don't know, man. He, like, he was he had his uh shirt sleeves off, just like you know, whatever, without any sleeves. If I look like Courtney Sutton, a I don't think I would own a shirt. And he looks unbelievable, mm-hmm. and he talked about he has changed his routine, he was just doing the same old, same old, it wasn't getting the results he wanted. Holy cow, yeah! I mean, this guy has lost weight, put on muscle, is fast as fast as he's ever been, and. No doubt stronger than he's ever been. Yeah. So, good luck getting around Cortland Sutton this year. Good luck uh, high-pointing over Cortland. And he is catching... Credit catch- to him. He, oh, my God. Yeah, credit, to credit to him. Understanding that,
2: that it's not working, but also looking at himself and saying, I have to change everything. I, I can't just make a tweak or adjustment, and that's what's going to get me fast. I really got to strip this thing down to the nuts and bolts and, and build this thing back up.
1: So, he's going be to be able to out... Listen, Sertan's a big dude. And Sutton is able to sort of just, you know, not have his way with him necessarily, but certainly he's stronger than Patrick Sertan, and that's saying a lot because Sertan's a strong guy. Mm. It is it is amazing. And I'm looking at Sutton today, and Sean Payne was effusive in his praise, just thought he was terrific. And I'm wondering, huh, is Cortland Sutton, who I thought was going to be the fourth receiver on this team, and who was in trade rumor talks, Throughout the entire offseason, is he going to be the man for the Broncos this year? Not Judy, not Javante Williams. Is it going to be Cortland Sutton? He's making a strong case for it, and I like that. That's how
2: this should be. Everything that's went on in the offseason, the Broncos seeking a, 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 what were they seeking, a two for, for Cortland? Um, all the trade rumors that were surrounded. It looks like a guy, that. it's not the the new NFLs. A lot of these guys are babied. Oh, Coach is talking to me too hard, and he's yelling at me and all these, these different things. And they wanna, enemy stuff. Yeah, they want to curl I up. I that and, story. Yeah, yeah I, know we'll, I know we'll jump into it today. <laughs> but a lot of these guys, they just kind of like, oh, my goodness gracious, Like, I'm an NFL player, and you should treat me a little bit different. And Guys, I want to work. But credit Soft. to Cortland saying the heck it. with this thing. It is exactly that, KJ, so thank you for dropping it. But credit to Cortland for saying the heck with this thing. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to change the narrative around my name cuz this is a young individual yeah. there's a lot left in the tank for Cortland it was just it's nice to see with he's passed the eye test and he no too often times when people lose a step they never gain it back
1: right right he has gained that step back and more definitely and um but he's had uh, a great training camp and a great day today and Judy made a tremendous catch and <clears throat> Russ was Zipping passes all over the place. And, yeah, I think he might have got sacked one time. Uh, well, you know, whatever. And then he runs <laughs> he runs the ball like 70 yards to the other end zone. You know, finish your run. Hmm. The, the problem was they needed to run another play with Russ. It wasn't like the the next guy's uh, turn. Yeah. <laughs> he came back, and, you know, it was cool. Is getting this condition in D-Mac? got running a little bit more. Crowd appreciated it. I, I, maybe he didn't realize he had one more snap to take, but. They waved him back, and he came back and ran another play and completed another play. And these were all like third down plays. Mm. They were working third down, and it was ah, it was pretty impressive. So hey, this man, is praise good day. from dmac I praise. Uh, listen, man, it's what is happening that day up until this point. What was happening when we were critical? What was was what was happening, and what happened today is what is happening. Mm. The end. There's there's no agenda. There's no nobody's rooting for us to lose, but I don't feel like we should come on here and just lie to people. Yeah. Now there's other folks on this station that just want to have halcyon glasses, and you know it's always it's always sunny and it's never glasses raining on the sidewalk. It's
2: always sideline. halfway full.
1: Yeah, that's right. So I mean, for those folks, I mean, you know, for you to be taking like a victory lap because things finally went your way. It is fine if you want to do it but don't tell me what things how things were going how do you I know feel? I know how things were going yeah how do you feel when the Broncos lose I feel terrible when the Broncos lose do awesome. you know why why because I have so many people that I know who are Broncos fans and it directly impacts how there's they not a feel. little
2: bit of fandom in you not even um, a little bit. Come on, there has to be. You've covered this team for years. The Peyton Manning era, the Tebow era. Like, well, I definitely, you've seen I definitely, some really cool stuff happen out there on football fields.
1: I, I guess I always root for them to win because I want them to win. Okay. But but the reason I want them to win isn't because of me. It's definitely because of, like, our listeners or people close people to you I mean I know people
2: wife might be a Bronco fan she's generally uh, a little more happier when they win
1: my (laughs) wife wears CJ Anderson's number 22 every game day nice I got it for her on our 22nd wedding anniversary and I was, that was the only time I just couldn't keep buying. I'd be up to 29. Who is even 29 now? I don't
2: even know. Oh, 29. you were doing like one
1: every year? Yeah, I got it for, no, 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 like no. Like 21 the year before? way too cheap to do that. <laughs> so 29 would be, oh, I, think I should know it off the top of my head. Fayon Hicks. Mm. This would be the Fayon Hicks anniversary nice. with uh, me and my wife. She gets, She loves it. She gets into it. She can't watch. She hates watching the games with me. Like, when she watches a Broncos game, the way she does it. See, everybody's got their routine. Here's yeah. how she does it. She turns on every single TV in the house, and it's like three. She turns on, like, the three TVs, and then she cannot sit still. Mm. She will just go from room to room to room doing... I don't know. You know, the vacuum's yeah. on. We're, we're putting some dishes away. A little nervous, we're, right? We're, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so she can sit there and like watch a movie or something. But when the Broncos are on, she's always got. There's always got to be always other things. There's going. always got to be something. So I just get in the way. Yeah. She doesn't want anything to do with me. Go in the
2: basement and just
1: be that's quiet. What, that is exactly <laughs> what I do. Or I'm at the games, and you know, or or whatever. So, nah, that's why I. Listen, I go, but you got to understand something, though. With the Broncos, when I was in third grade, my father moved us out to Steamboat Springs, and I was a little kid, and I was a fan, and that was the Orange Crush. And that's the year they went to the Super Bowl for the very first time. And all I wanted was an Orange Crush T-shirt, and I didn't know anything about anything. So, like, whenever I bump into, like, Haven Moses... I am blown away. Like (laughs) Haven Moses to me was my hero back. Become a little kid, huh? I get nervous even to this day if I'm around Haven Moses. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the guys, it's you know, well, there's you right there. I'm not nervous now.
2: (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm chopped liver.
1: Um, no, but there no, are certain you people. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're a kid, you root yeah, for that stuff.
2: There are certain people that just <laughs> it just happens like that. Like I tell you all the time, I'm, I'm still a little bit intimidated when I'm around Peyton. Like, And how do I answer questions? And hey, what's that P? And like I kind of tiptoe around this thing. My wife, funny thing about her, obviously everybody knows. My, my father in laws Bobby Turner. He mm-hmm. was here for what, 17 years coaching the running backs. My wife has been on like as a kid, like flown on a PJ to the pro bowl on Hawaii because mm-hmm. TD's D's flying out the family. And, you know, like she was like 12 or 13 and she had her birthday party at the bowling alley at Arapahoe and Parker and, and TD shows up to the, her birthday party and all these different That's things. Cool. Signing in Bronco player after Bronco player. That was her first job when she was 12 years old, working at the training camp and signing them in for breakfast and lunch and all that stuff and signing in the guests in the family tent. My wife meets Peyton in 2012. Freezes. Mm. Hey, hey, honey, this is Peyton Manning. Mm. What? Like, like, literally, like, froze on the couch. Yeah. And it was, I could like, like put my hand underneath her arm. And be like, hey, let's let's get up Peyton and let's say that, hi. You can
1: have the impact. On yeah. People. So
2: I mean, some some people just have that one person that has that impact.
1: I will say too. What's great? I actually do. I really do love how they're doing the media this year. For all our gripes and complaining about this, that the other thing, the ticket system has worked tremendously. It's been great. And um it's it's they've treated the media. Listen, there's different rules. But you know what? Oh, I love standing there where we sit, you know, stand and then there's fans sitting. There's fans right there. Right there. Talking to fans it, the entire practice. It's a
2: better experience.
1: It's cool, man. Yeah. And I like that they could come up and say hi to us and we can talk about the practice together, and you know if they want. to. Yeah, they say stroke hi. their
2: ego a little bit more.
1: know yeah? hey, DMac, what's <laughs> going on, right? Yeah, but those are real fans, man. I mean, I don't know. They're taking the day off. They don't have a job. I don't know what they're doing, but they're wearing their you know favorite player's shirt, and this is the one day they get to do it.
2: Yeah. Now that you say that, just want to shout out uh, Adrian real quick from uh, Acmark Garage Doors. He was at the house earlier. Help me out i learned something about garage doors today, Uh DMACC. Anytime somebody comes to the house and does a little bit of work and is able to give me a little bit of knowledge, especially because I love building houses, um, you know, I absolutely love it. So shout out to Adrian really quick. But that is the coolest thing I've noticed immediately about training camp this year, where we are sitting you have to walk through. The fans kind of know you. They're able to come up and talk, and they're able to interact about practice. Yeah. You know, a yeah. guy was told me today that, man, look at Cortland. Like, Cortland looks drastically different. He's it's right. Something that we've spent minutes on today. You know, he so is right. When you're able to have those conversations, that's so cool, in our, my opinion.
1: Our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. Yeah, I mean, it's um, a lot of praise in. From Sean Payton for what's going on. I thought Sean Payton was, was great today. Here he is talking about uh, Cortland Sutton. I think he's strong. Oh, hold on. Oh, technical difficulties. My bad. Got to plug that I thing up, I baby. Plug the, the sucker in. Hold on, KJ. This should be fun. All right, here we go. I got it. Here we go. I
0: think he's strong. I think he's healthy, in fairness to him. I mean, I think he's healthy. He's moving well. I, um, his body weight was just what we wanted when he reported to camp. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I like how he's
1: been working. Today was really good. It was really good. He, there's I a, wonder if they made a,
2: a different weight for him. I wonder if they were like, hey, you know what? The last couple of years, we've seen you play at 215 uh, this year. We want you to play uh, you know, 205. We want you to come into training camp a lot lighter. Well,
1: Sun said he lost 10 pounds, but, like, where? Yeah, And it's is it's the muscles and how he he just looks phenomenal. Yeah. Like I mean you got to be kidding me. Yeah. With uh this yeah. is this is when I talked about like Russell Wilson at age 35 in November. He's got to play amongst the Avengers. Mm. Well guess what one of the Avengers is? That guy, Corlin Sutton. I mean look they at that. You don't think dude. Russell Wilson is turning into an Avenger? Well he was Ant-Man for quite a bit, but <laughs> no <he laughs> last was, year you're to be more Ant- like Man. Iron Man than Ant-Man, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean You know I,
2: I, I think that as you get older, un- unfortunately <laughs> athletes are so well, we're not a little stitches. we're not superstitious we're a little superstitious but you get caught up so much in a routine and when guys have great games they try to figure out what was my routine and they try to mimic that right and they mm-hmm. now they go into this routine of every single day I'm going to do this And it's hard when you get a little bit older and you see that it's not working or it's not as easy as it once was. you got to be able to kind of, hey, you know what? Let's pivot and go in a completely different direction. Well,
1: everybody should be encouraged by today. Uh, It was great to see Russell play this well. And like I heard some of the fellows on the the station earlier, it wasn't just one play. It wasn't. It was several plays. Several plays, several periods. That's right. It was over the course of the practice. It was... Um, they weren't in full pads, but they're still going full speed, okay? Oh,
2: that's real football out there today. All, right. <laughs> All right. From the waist up, everything's
1: you got everything on? That's real football. Okay. So, hey, man, it's been one good day after another. I don't think the injury to Simmons is that serious. I think they're just really being careful with him. He he does warm-ups on the other field, and he's around the team for the rest of it. Uh, McGlinchy, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Yeah. Although I'm bummed that he's missing this time. I think this time would have been very helpful for him. Yeah, so Simmons, though,
2: um, what, why risk it?
1: You're oh, in, I totally agree.
2: When he went down with the groin injury, you weren't going to play him in this preseason game. Oh, so if, if, so if they why don't want to play Justin
1: Simmons until the Raiders game, it's fine by me. Yeah, I, I that, think That cat's ready to go.
2: No, but I think he'll be back next week is what I was trying to say. Okay. All right? I think he'll be out there at practice next week.
1: Okay. All right um, Whatever they need to do.
2: When you're talking about Big Mike, man, we, we, we need you. We need you, big fella. And um, just to let you know, uh, young fella that's uh, backing up Big Mike, he had an amazing day.
1: Talk big to 70, me. Isaiah, Isaiah Prince. Prince. What do you like? Oh,
2: man, I like everything. Talk to me. Um, I watched him flat black, flat back Randy Gregory in yeah, a run period. saw that. I watched them go in the run period say, hey, you know what? First play of the run period, everybody typically knows we're handing the ball off to Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do it. And I watched Quinn Miners and Isaiah Prince just absolutely dominate Zach Allen and Randy Gregory.
1: Okay. And then
2: they followed it up with some great pass protection on the play after. And then that's when the flat, flat back happened on play three. And I just watched Prince just dominate Randy Gregory for the whole entire period. So feeling very comfortable with this young fella. Well, um,
1: is that, you know, wait, uh, it's his fifth year in the league. Well, is is out of Ohio State? Yeah. he's he's he is relatively young. He's these, young with football experience. Yeah, for the um, he's only twenty six. Yeah, so to have five years of experience, twenty six, he came out young. Obviously,
2: hasn't played a ton of football okay. at this level. Young fellow, six seven three zero oh five. Oh, he's getting after it though. <laughs> Watched him on one on ones. Yeah. Looked the best in my opinion in one on ones. Uh, Cushion. And Quinn Miners, not a good day for one-on-ones for, for them. Garrett like Bowles was in the GB zone in one-on-ones yeah, a little bit. yeah. yeah so yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It was nice to see these tackles have a, a good day. And Nobody's that zone is GB zone. Well, I yeah. think that trickles down for the offense as well.
1: All right. Well, lots of good things in our analysis of training camp 2023 is brought to you by Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Get in the zone. TV zone. There was a lengthy answer by Sean Payton today. So it's, it's going to take a little time to go through Oh, But I think he was taking a subtle shot at Nathaniel Hackett, um, which is coming the day after Hard Knocks. Uh, or maybe I'm reading into it too much. Either way, it's something that needs to be addressed and hear Sean Payton break it down, coming up next.
0: It's Training Camp
1: 2023. Great Range Premium Bison presents The Drive. Yeah, let's go. I don't practice Santeria. I gotta admit, Orlando, JJ Drew, said the, the, Rockies, the Rockies were winning in extra innings. When I when the show started, I was like, oh, the show just started. I, you know what? I got the remotes because I was trying to turn the TV on, and then we, you know, just got talking, and, you know. So I just assumed they won, and then Drew comes in and goes, uh, play this. Andrew Monasterio at the play. He's been a pain in the neck this whole series.
0: Routine grab ball to short. Tobar gets behind it. low throw, oh. And that's going to cost the Rockies the game. Rockies losing oh,
1: innings, oh. seven to six. The Milwaukee ends up taking two out of three. Oh, the youngster! Yeah, the young guy, dude. He just threw it outside of his window at first base, and oh, no. it, and, and, and he couldn't even get it to home plate in time. It was just a whole disaster. Was it a routine grounder? It should have been. Oh my god! It should have been. So, ah, oh, that makes me sick to my stomach. I feel bad for him, man. That is—it's one thing to make an error, an error in extra innings to lose the game on a routine grounder, a throwing error. Well, the Rockies lose, so there's that. Baseball
2: needs to get more like the NHL. What? When you play nine, when you play nine innings and you got to go to extra innings, give them a point. Give them a point. Give them a point. Give
1: them a point. Give them a point.
2: Why? We got wins and losses. Yeah, I know. There's wins and losses in hockey, too. And the whole point stuff it in a, hockey. Make it a little bit more interesting. Get, wait, wait. Create another layer of depth for Rocky fans that have just been miserable here for, for years. Mm. So you just want to
1: piss baseball peers right off of the planet, don't you? And the whole getting <laughs> to point buster, when you tie in yeah. hockey to me, I've had a hard time coming to terms with over the years, but it's I'm dumb. there. It's still
2: nice to see. Like, no, it, we, it is kind of dumb. It's dumb. It, oh, it's dumb. I because mean, at win the or end of the lose. day, you win or you lose. But it's nice because at the point, like, you got something. You accomplished something. At the end of this thing, it was tied up. You know, you played a whole game, and you didn't just lay one down the leg. I mean, it. is there anything <laughs> more
1: Canadian than getting credit for trying hard? Oh. Maybe it's just
2: because maybe because my kids are five and two and a half. I'm in the participation yeah. era. <laughs> hey, I was just
1: about to say, oh, you, particip- particip- <laughs> you get a participation <laughs> trophy.
2: You get a participation trophy.
1: All right, so um, Hard Knocks was last night. If you didn't see it, I, I understand, but uh, I'm curious. Did anybody see it? Yes? Yeah, no? Yeah. You guys did? Oh, did you I did to catch it? Okay.
2: I, I, I'm waiting to watch Hard Knocks, Wonder if I could binge a couple episodes.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, to sum it up, it was uh, the Aaron Rodgers love fest that, I mean, dude, I mean, it was insane how much love was going towards Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Did you guys catch today the story on ESPN that the joint practice with the Panthers? It was a three and out, and Rogers was kind of uh, complaining about things and getting on edge a little bit. So mm. that was you wouldn't have saw that in Hard Knocks last night. No. In Hard Knocks last night, you would see Aaron Rodgers being the the greatest quarterback in the world and not making a bad pass, and everybody loves him. And uh, Nathaniel Hackett's the greatest guy in the world
2: when they're airing it. Um, is it like you get the sense of feeling like, okay, he aired last night, this was filmed a week ago?
1: Well, from have, the beginning, this was from the beginning of training camp through the Hall of Fame game. Okay. So yeah, so they had a couple weeks to play with.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, they got to make their guy happy. He took that big pay cut, right? Dude. I mean, he redid the contract and took the huge pay cut and, you know, he chose the Jets, right? So it's, well, it's got to be a little bit of a love affair. Let me just ask
1: Drew and, and KJ real quick. Did you guys get a sense of, wow, this could have been the Broncos if Hackett and, and Rodgers were here? Like that would have been a good thing? I did get that sense to a certain degree, but if I'm being honest with you, I think it would have been less love affair and more frustration. You do? You think it would have been bad?
2: Yep. I don't I, think we don't I, have the roster that the Jets have. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's, like, that's, so that's A little bit more frustrating. I, if if
1: Rodgers was with Hackett last year with the Broncos, and let's keep everything else relatively the same. Well, we'll see if you did have. Okay, let me ask you this. No, nah, you'd have had to trade for Rogers too. Oh, no doubt. Let me you'd ask have you a this. Trade for is Rogers. Jerry Judy as good or better than Gary Wilson? <laughs> oh. Gary Wilson's better. Damn, that's a good question. I think that's, Gary that's, Wilson that's is that's a better question. right
2: now because he's he has got to his full potential. Mm. I think Jerry Judy has the bigger upside long-term if the right people get Out of them, let's just be honest. Zach Azani, I mean, love the guy to death. People speak the world of him, but as far as developing a wide receiver, he
1: hasn't done it. Can't do it, in my opinion. Well, that's a fun question. They're both really uh, incredibly talented young players. Um, they'd probably both be very effective, but one of the things that they're showing Hackett doing is about communication you gotta communicate, 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 communicate. And our pal Matt Smith put together a video of him Hackett saying, communicating on Hard Knocks, and then just all like the screw-ups with the Broncos where they weren't obviously communicating. Mm. So today, and again, this may be me with my tinfoil hat, but Hard Knocks did air last night. I'll just tell you what the segment was that they did talk about the Broncos last night, Oh, Okay. They have a little game where they throw a football like the quarterbacks and hack it at a pylon from like 10 yards away. Mm -hmm. It's just a little game, like you get a point, yeah. maybe Canadian, if they hit the pylon. <laughs> and as part of the game, they're allowed to say something to distract the person as they're throwing the football. Yeah. So here's Hackey's about to throw the football, and Aaron Rodgers goes, Sean Payton. And he throws the football. Like, oh, that's a good one. And then I think it's wow. about two minutes, about two minutes, and they go through the drama with sound bites and what Sean Payton said and and the defense, but it really... So Aaron Rodgers is
2: going to say, keep my coach's names out of your mouth, but then bring up Sean Payton. Well, it wasn't sure.
1: just to try to throw him off throw a, him the off. game a little nice. bit. That being said, it was a major defense of Nathaniel Hackett. And if you're just watching Hard Knocks and you didn't know anything you would have thought Sean Payton was the devil. Mm. And Nathaniel Hackett had nothing. They were like, well, uh, Rogers and Hackett were together, and now they've been reunited. Like, they, they completely blow off Nathaniel Hackett being, like, the worst coach of all time and getting fired. They don't mention it. They don't talk about it. They basically said it was like, Nathaniel Hackett went like on a European vacation and now he's reunited with Aaron
2: Rodgers. What do you mean, Mac? It's a new year. We've got to forget completely
1: about the past. It never happened. I'm just telling you how they framed it all. That was last <laughs> night. And today, here is Sean Payton. This takes a little bit, but I think it's good. On the importance of communicating with Russell Wilson, oh, in terms of getting the play calls in.
0: 90% of the errors come from the sender. And so I'm the sender. And so, you know, my eyes aren't getting any better, and but it's important that I'm quick. Or if Joe's calling it, you know, he's quick. Whoever's giving the play through the headset, it's quick and efficient. The, the obvious thing is to get to the line of scrimmage with as much time as possible. And so the less time you have, the less you can do at the line of scrimmage. So in and out, up and down, on and off, quickly with the personnel, you know, Every once in a while, as a play caller, you can get caught watching the game. And you need to be, you know, pressing that button um, right when the
1: play ends. Now, here's where it starts. You see where I'm going here, right? Yeah. Like, he's talking. You realize what he's doing here, guys. He's talking about the difference between him and Hackett. He's saying how you got to do it. Yeah. You got to be ready for it. This is the night before, the, the day after we saw Hard Knocks with Nathaniel Hackett. You know, looking like a shining star, and Sean Payton looking like the devil.
0: And so you gotta, you gotta start thinking. All right, if it's first and ten, and you call a play. Now, I'm pretty upbeat, and I would say glass half full. But I'm looking at my second and ten thoughts, assuming it's incomplete, and then quickly shifting gears. So getting getting the play in fast um, to the quarterback is the key, and then uh, and so. We're trying to really stress these guys right now so that the game, it becomes a little easier. And so we're on them about getting up to the line of scrimmage. We're on them. Um, and so occasionally there'll be, you know, I'll repeat the play. You know, and, the, and when you have a fixed game plan, then it's easy to know here are the formations, and by the end of the week, you have it. When you have a, a glossary of training camp, you know, you, you try to reduce some of the variables. The key for us Friday night is to be able to evaluate our players. And the last thing I want is players getting bogged down because of a shift in emotion. So let's go play, and then we'll get into the specifics when the season starts.
1: I mean, I thought he was calling out hacking right there. You know, it was a mess. You didn't get the plays in. Things were too complicated. You were asking guys to do things they weren't ready to do. You're not playing your players in preseason. And, you know, Sean Payne, I think, is if he had to do it over again, he wouldn't have had that confessional to Jared Bell, but that does not mean he didn't think those things.
2: Yeah, that's what I said. I came on these, this airway and we talked about, well, if you're a player and they send it a different message and, and, hey, you know, he doesn't want anonymous donors, but look what he just did. And for me, I was just like everything that was said in this article, I am sure has been said in front of this football team already. I'm sure Sean Payton's talked about, you know, how they went about it last year or... So, D-Mac, you I, I, I came on and told everybody how I disobeyed the media rules and look at Orlando past the the, the chalked-out uh, line as far as where we're going. <laughs> but one of the people I talked with was Zach Streif, the offensive line coach. Yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. Zach from New Orleans yes. because I was getting ready to play right next you, to Zach. You, you violated the muggle pen. But w- the first thing, one of the first things Zach says to me is this, man, like, what we've heard about last year and we don't even ask these guys about last year, but they just talk about it because we tell them, Hey, this is our plan. This is how mm. we're going to go about it. Mm. And they're like, Oh, this is so different from what we did last year. Mm. And we did the, or we used to do this, this and that. And guys are just like, what the heck? So, I mean, when you, when you look at it, you know, Nathaniel Hackett dug his own grave last mm. year as far as how he went about it. There was one point that Russell Wilson wasn't even wearing a wristband, and Sean Payton is talking about the communication, which is the, the a major part. And they're working on it now.
1: It, it's it's they're stressing it now. It's, yeah,
2: it's not no. We're going to go to week. We're, we're going to use against Arizona, right? And uh, you know, against San Fran, against L. A. Those are just no. You could have these dress rehearsals in practice as well. We're you not, we're not on, hiring
1: Jair bear in yeah, week three, are
2: we? You could do it on the headset. But to what Sean Payton is saying, though, Dmac, is the play clock cuts. The communication between the head coach or Mm -hmm. play caller and the quarterback or even defensive player, whoever's wearing the green dot, whoever has the the headset in that the coach is able to talk to on the field, that cuts out with 15 seconds left on the play clock. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you're able to get the play in, the quarterback calls the play, you're able to get to the line of scrimmage, and now there's still 20 seconds left. You could communicate from the sideline with yeah. the quarterback. Like, hey, this is cover two. You know, watch for this. Or, hey, you know, just keep an eye out on something on the drag
1: because it might be cover two here. You're, you're you're so far ahead. I love it. I love it. I love this stuff. I love this. I I, I am enjoying Sean Payton more and more Oh, day after day because nice. the things that he's doing make so much logical sense. And I love the fact that he'll really take time and explain it and he's not filled with cliches. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants out there. And I just thought that was fantastic. And he's I do educating
2: think, all. He's educating uh, a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and I I do think it's a subtle dig, subtle dig about how lousy things were last year. And as a reminder, and I'm sure Sean Payton, it will not go missed. That in a joint pre- practice with the Panthers, Nathaniel Hackett went three and out with Aaron Rodgers today, and Rodgers was a bit miffed. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023, presented by Great Range Premium Bison. what to take away and what to throw out the door when it comes to the depth charts. There's some things that mean something and some things that mean nothing. Details next. Uh-huh. Training Camp
0: 2023 Lincoln Tech Put your potential to work Presents The
1: Drive I don't wanna know No, no back mac Orlando Rolling with KJ my Drew, so, you so, 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 We appreciate you listening I No, I I think at 4 o'clock we should uh, Orlando's got some kind of big news I got some big news? I think so if you're Okay, yeah, yeah 4 I o'clock do it. 4 o'clock Why not? Yeah, proud, let's do it. Proud of you, big fellas. So I appreciate. I think that, it's man. good things. The first depth chart came out. Okay. All right. So uh, let me just address the tight end stuff, and we'll play some of the Sean Payton stuff. I think some stuff matters, and some some stuff doesn't. The tight ends are quirky, right? Because everybody's got a different role. They're gonna, you know, be doing different things. Are you looking for it here? I got you. It's on on page three there. Okay. Yeah. One more. And um, so the the way tight ends are listed, it's the first string is Adam Troutman, then uh, Dulcich, then Manhurts, then Nate Atkins, and then Albert Okawabenum. You follow me on this? Yep. Albert O's listed first. 5th behind some dude named Nate Atkins. Okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And Adam Troutman, not Dulce's number one. So here's a little bit of Peyton um, talking about it. Well,
0: the one thing interesting about this tight end group is that, man, there's some clear roles that you can see, strengths and weaknesses these players have. Adam's the one guy out here that, you know, he he, he does a good job, solid job at blocking. He gives you some flexibility within the route tree. Um you know, Chris Manners is someone that, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we're comfortable throwing to. And yet, man, he, he's really good blocking the D gap. And then, uh, you know, Dulcich is someone that really can threat. So that you've got these different traits for different and so look, we got to put together a depth chart.
1: Where's Alberto's name in here? Mm. Wait, where? Where's our guy Alberto? I don't I don't hear Nate Atkins either. And
0: then we got to give it to you guys and then I got to answer questions about why'd you put him first? And so when you track this happens during the course of the year when we play home games we introduce the offense or the defense and then it's it's
1: such a multi-personnel game anymore you know right, he just kind of goes on and on and on there so yeah. what, what he was trying to say is listen i have to do this you ask me questions doesn't mean anything however you put albert o fifth. fifth okay. you put albert o fifth you don't mention his name he's a draft pick i mean i get you you know we're, let's not look too closely at the depth chart for a lot of things, maybe. Yeah. But Albert O's fifth on the depth chart behind Nate Atkins.
2: Yeah, so a Woo! lot a lot of different things to, to look at in this, in my opinion, DMACC. Um I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing for Albert O to be fifth
1: on oh, this depth chart. Oh, come on. This re- is not a good day for hey, Albert O.
2: The reason being is, what does he talk about? He talks about Adam Troutman being able to do it all, right? Mm-hmm. So follow me here. When you're a guy like Albert O that has not... You know, not done anything in the blocking of the run game, but also now there's there also been issues with you out there in the passing game, jumping off sides, pre snap mm-hmm. penalties. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to get every opportunity to go out there, work your butt off against Arizona because you're going to play probably the most amount of snaps than than anybody here. You're going you're gonna finish this football game now. But now you get opportunities to become that blocker and change the opinion of Sean Payton because you start talking about these guys and all the different traits and what guys are able to do. This tight end room has the biggest question marks, in my opinion, because that's not a good thing that certain guys do certain things. You have to find all. You have to find at least three guys that could do all things that you need them to do on a football
1: team. And right now,
2: there's just too many guys that specialize in certain things on this football team.
1: Well, Manhurst isn't gonna. If he catches more than three passes the whole year, I'll be shocked. Uh, I guess Troutman could, you know, be your Eric Sauber this year. I suppose Dulcich is going to be your most dynamic player. Albert O going to. I think right I think now. Albert O is going to get cut.
2: And and he might get cut. But he has been given every opportunity to make this football team. Mm-hmm. Four days ago, I went out there to training camp. Albert O's running with the ones. Mm-hmm. Then a couple of days later, he's with the twos. All right. Now he's with the threes because he's the fifth tight end going in this game.
1: Is this, is Sean Payne, in your opinion, trying to stoke a fire with Albert O with this? Is this, is this a, done very much on purpose to get his attention? Absolutely. 100%.
2: I think that when you, I know hearing Sean Payton talk about what you do about pre-snap penalties. Get a guy out of there. Watch that happen with Albert O. You can't condition these guys because that's what you're doing with everybody. And now you don't want to over-condition somebody after practice and risk the possibility of not having them the next day. You're not going to find these guys in training camp or because they're not making a ton of money in training camp. You get paid a lot less during training camp than what you get paid during the regular season. So how do you get it through somebody's head that you're upset with them? And this is the last strong. You're on the roster bubble. This is it. Oh, you're on the fifth string. You're going to get a ton of snaps. Let's go see what you can do. And you should manhandle some people. Like, that's what Albert O should be doing in this game because he's going to be going against people – that its one two three Cancun, and their football dream and their opportunity is over. And that quite possibly could happen on Saturday for some of the guys that he'll go against. Now, are you going to understand it and come out swinging like you should because you're super talented and you're this athletic freak and you could be a sensational player in this league and make generational wealth? As long as you make up your mind and say that's what you want to do and I'm interested in the running game, I'm going to go get this done.
1: Our analysis of training camp 2023 presented by Lincoln Tech put your potential to work. Let's go through some other good, uh, interesting parts of the, um, the 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 depth chart. Great day for Russell Wilson and Cortland Sun and big announcement for Big O, all coming out with football at four next.